Here we are. This is episode three of the Deep Three podcast. Appropriate. This is very appropriate. <laughs> now, I have with me a very esteemed guest, Sam Wagner. And Sam, this is a common idea I thought of originally for us to run with together and I don't know that we can get our schedules together enough to yeah, uh, to do this regularly, but I'm glad that to see you. It's been a minute. The yes. kids still say that today. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, I think that's already progressing in that phase where if you're, if you're saying it, it just kind of... too gone. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it dates you. So as soon as the kids heard me say it, that was the that end. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was the end. So, But yeah, thank you for having me, man. Something about the cap. Have you heard the thing about the cap? Oh, something yeah, about yeah, cap. Yeah, I heard that, and I don't. Even, I already forgot what it is, but I heard that the <laughs> other day. So we we're too old to yeah. to to know the lingo, but that's okay. So Sam, uh, we have been playing ball for a while. Yeah, um, pick up ball or church league ball. Church league. That in quotes. Church league. Yeah. So uh, we go back a good bit with that. Um, so just kind of start off. A little bit about your past, your background. You know, I don't want to talk about. You probably don't want to talk about work, but what you oh, do Lord, for no. a for a career, just a little no. bit. Then uh, <laughs> maybe some things you're into besides basketball, yeah. and then we'll we'll jump in here. Good deal. Yeah, I've got it as uh, it would have been probably 2012. Uh, I moved back here uh, at the end of 2011 and uh, been living up in the Boone area for for many years with my wife. Uh, we were up there about 13 years. Uh, and I uh, got to move back home, being uh, the YC. Yeah. And of course, the first thing I did was try to find the local pickup game. And uh, I, I remember, I definitely is as meaningful as it was to me to meet you. Oh, <laughs> I don't wow. remember anything about <laughs> the the date, but I yeah. do remember the first run that you were you were there with the Y. And I'm pretty sure I was just sitting there waiting to play in it. I want to say it was Cam. Cam, yeah, Cam Brown, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was uh, sitting there, and he's, like, walking me through. He's giving me the running monologue of, okay, this guy, yeah, you got to go. He can't go left, right? Okay, okay. so, you know, oh, yeah, this guy shoots too much and everything. But I remember what he said about you was he's like, okay, low-key here, this is a baller alert, so, you know, he's going to dot your eye. If you don't guard on him, I don't care if he's 10, 15 feet behind the line, he'll pop one on you, so you better guard him or you're going to get embarrassed. <laughs> I remember that like well, it was yesterday. Thank you, Cameron. I appreciate that. Yeah, so Cam gave me some props yeah. on that. And I won't call out any of who those other people were, but, you know, what the uh, – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we know we who they are. We know who those You know who are. you are. Yeah, and then eventually I became one of those people that he would tell people when they came in, hey, he shoots too much, you know, just nah, – <laughs> and he can't go left. <laughs> But yeah, we, yeah, it was good to get to know you there and get to know you as a, as a baller, get to know a little bit about uh, the work you do here. And um, yeah, so my thing is I'm, you know, I'm a banker by day and I do that to support my, my balling habit. And there you so, go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it works for. Uh, that and putting food on the table, I guess that's a, that's a good bonus. That's a good secondary yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a good secondary, but yeah, it, other, you know, interests and everything, you know, basketball takes up a big chunk of it. I really like it, watching it, playing it, talking about it with people like you, and that that's uh, definitely one of my main interests. But, um, yeah, as I mentioned, we were up in the Boone area for uh, a lot of years, and so we, lo- we love the mountains, love that area. Uh, still get up there quite a bit, you know, enjoy the mountains. It's just uh, been something that's in my blood for a long time. It's something my wife and I shared in common because that's how we met. She was a Florida girl, went to ASU, 
Okay. Yeah, we met. She fell in love with Boone and has never went back and lived in Florida since. She's she's been up here. She visited, of course, you know, friends and family, but uh, she's been a North Carolina girl converted okay. ever since. So something that we have in common. We both love the mountains. So, yeah, that's me. And uh, now it's uh, just uh, work and uh, supporting the ball and habit and uh, hanging out with good folks like you. Okay. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I, hopefully, she fell in love just a little bit with you. Yeah, you know. Boone, and then maybe this. Yeah. I got to know as well have a guy yeah, from be here, right? It's, yeah, it's according to you. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, 20, 20 years later, you know, it's. Right. It's got to be something there, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, there's a little, little spark still there for yeah, sure. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so uh, so the deep three kind of evolved. My initial thought really was there's this guy that I love talking hoops, talking culture, talking mm-hmm. life with, and we both shoot the three-pointer. Yeah. Uh, and Cam was right. I do tend to back up behind the line a little bit. Sneak attack uh, there. Because... Yeah. I'm so short and unathletic <laughs> that I have to back stop, up stop. for them for for them to be, let me be open. So maybe they just now give me like the senior citizen discount. Like, go ahead, we'll give you, we'll give you one. And then sometimes I hit more than one. Sometimes I don't. But so that deep three, uh, the deep three shot, and then talking sports, talking um, culture. We talk a lot of music mm-hmm. as well, and then. Uh, you know, faith is a, is a big part of my life too. So kind of integrating that in. So I wonder on this if you can. I don't even know. I would be. It would be tough for me to think that Sam Wagner has a favorite sports memory. That is tough. Man. I think we could talk yeah. for days on that. But yeah. can you try to give yeah, a favorite or two sports memory? Yeah, yeah, I can try to narrow it down for you, but yeah, especially you get my age. I mean, I've got tons of them. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, we could do. We've forgotten whole... more than most people. Yeah, ever yeah, yeah. I mean, I can go back. I mean, I remember Jim Belvana running around like a madman looking for somebody to hug back in '83. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I can definitely dig back into the vault a little bit. But yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of a lot of memories you have of you know just people and you know the things you shared together. You know, sports memories of watching games together. And you know people that you bonded with over the years because you know you you had the same favorite team or you know, you know pulled for the same uh, uh, pro team or for your alma mater you know whatever it was Th- those those kind of things stick with you but mm-hmm. I mean you know that's that's getting pretty tough to narrow down to you know one favorite sports memory yeah. but if I had to do it for pure fun and enjoyment just how how excited we were that day. Uh, I have to say, being an App State alumni, man, that that win over Michigan, oh was yeah, hard to top, man. Wow, to the big house, bringing it home for the yeah. big house, that was huge. That was huge. So, if I, if I had to to say one, I mean, maybe not the most you know emotionally meaningful. It's been a lot of big things happening at the Olympics, you know, with the USA team, and there's been you know lots of uh, great stories, you know, things I, th- I think back, you know, Payne Stewart, you know, winning back, you know. Uh, right, you know, not long before he passed, mm. and having that moment with Phil Mickelson on the green. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, emotionally, like big stuff. Mm. That, that was big time. But for pure fun and enjoyment, uh, yeah, I, I got to put the, the the win up at the big house at the top. And they'll be showing that replay for forever, forever. That was an yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, Corey Lynch is sure. yeah, immortalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can go to Boone and <laughs> not have to run, but run his wallet, I'm sure, forever. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's royalty there. Yeah. I mean, he actually, by definition, may be royalty because, I mean, if memory serves, I think uh, he married Franklin Graham's daughter. Yes, And I, I yes. think in Watauga County, that may be royalty. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'm he pretty is sure that fits the royalty. legal definition. <laughs> and a very interesting 
mention of royalty after the interview and everything that's going on now. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's a great, great yeah. memory for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so next kind of thinking, culture, uh, music, movies, yeah. TV, food, whatever. What what's something right now that you can't get enough of? Man, can't, uh, besides replaying uh, Corey Lynch, uh, blocking that. Yeah, field besides goal. that. Yes. Yeah, because I, you know, that's pretty much a routine. Go oh, home yeah. every night, pop that up on YouTube. No, <laughs> no, no. Beyond that, um, I, I saw something speaking of YouTube. Um, I saw something a few weeks ago, and I'm not like early adopter on this at all. I think this has been around for a while, so maybe people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody's heard of them. But um, these uh, kids are doing a reaction video on music, and it's uh, oh, called Twin, yeah. Twins the New Trend. Have you seen that? There's yeah. been several out there, but this one particular one, it's young, young, uh, uh, it's actually three at different times. There, There's a third, I think it's their cousin, comes home with these uh, brothers get on there and they are so funny they're very young yeah and the whole premise is that they kind of had been in their little shell their, their little uh, vacuum of, of music they listened to for a while but i mean especially the one brother just loves music yeah. i mean it's just in him and as he started to discover new music he started realizing everybody's looking at him like man you've never heard of this yeah. he's like no i'm young man right, i haven't right. heard this i was like i know it's a you know phil collins may mean something to yeah. you or you know you know yeah I've, I've heard the name dolly parton but no i don't know anything right. about what she sings the reactions are priceless, man. Yeah. I could watch it all night. It's so funny, man. I love it. I remember watching the one when they did Phil Collins, or is it Genesis? Yeah. Phil Collins coming here tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, when they when that uh, <laughs> beat drops, oh, they are going crazy. Yeah. They are going wild about that. Yeah, so. and it, it's so great because they, they did that, and they're like, okay, Phil, Phil I see you, Phil. You know, yeah. I, and then they come back, and they did, like, Easy Lover. Yeah. And uh, someone, a guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think, uh, did a duet with him on that. Okay. And so right out of the, the gate, that song like drops immediately. And yeah. so they just stop. Like, they're they like, you know, they're reacting, throw back their headphones. They're like, hold yeah. up, hold up. Feel, okay, you wait like four minutes in yes. to this song and drop the beat, which right. nobody does. Right. But then you come back on this one and you almost blow our eardrums out on the first note. They weren't ready for it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, yeah, Phil Collins' reaction to that, and and just seeing, um, you know, how different their perspective is, sure. just from a generational uh, side of uh, things. You're looking at somebody like um, they had, they had the sheriff video on there, um, and it was the one that's filmed on the USS uh, aircraft carrier. If I could turn um, back time, yeah, turn back time, yeah, and um, <laughs> we'll we'll keep this PG, but yes. if. For those of us of a certain age who remember when that video came out, um, it was pretty racy. This outfit she had on, there was not much material involved in this yeah. outfit. This was a very racy outfit. And at the time, at this that date and time when that came yeah. out, that's what everybody was talking about. Right. It was universal. It right. didn't matter who you were. You're like, what in the world is she right. wearing? That is, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, was, it was pretty... Um, aggressive <laughs> yeah so I'm watching their reaction I'm like oh this is going to be so funny I, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about you know Cher you know traipsing around this outfit yeah. not one comment not even not one comment on the <laughs> outfit at all it's like they're straight to man look they got a real that's a real battleship there's like real rockets and stuff on <laughs> Like, wait, you watching that, and that's what you, I was like, man. Anybody, you know, you get a, you uh, know, get permission to film on a battleship. That's that's nice, but I mean, in my generation, that's 
on a music video, you saw something like that. That was the only thing that a right. kid was going to notice. But they're completely numb to it. Yeah, they, it's different. They, yeah, they're like, yeah, that's that's not the racist thing that I've seen today, much less ever. Sure, a halftime <laughs> show. We know a halftime yeah, show right. <laughs> since then, for exactly. sure. That's so, exactly right. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen them in a while. I, I've spent a couple of evenings kind of binge watching, but. Uh, if you'll listen, I'll throw a link to, yeah. to their videos in the uh, comment section there so you can take a look. Yeah, definitely check it out. If you yeah. have not seen them, definitely check it out, uh, but prepare to lose about two hours of your life to yes. that real quick. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, last one, kind of faith. What's something that God's teaching you right now? We talked a little bit before we got on just about COVID, and maybe we're kind of seeing the light a yeah. little bit now with that, but maybe it's something with that, or just something you're seeing as you go through your life, your work, things you do, what's something you feel like you've, he's been showing you yeah. over the past little bit? Yeah, so I think, I mean, and maybe somewhat related to um, the, the whole COVID experience and what that's been like, and, and I think a lot of people turn into making connections through social media. And, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, through, through Twitter, through Facebook, through all different uh, forms that are out there, I think what we've seen happening even pre-COVID and what I've seen maybe amplify over the last year or so is that everyone has a message, whether it's about their faith uh, or about other things about their life that they want to share. And they turn to social media and it's like, if I want to make an impression or I want to make a connection with someone and maybe influence them, uh, you know, your only option is to either turn up the volume or turn up the frequency. And, you know, it's just like wide open all the time, super aggressive. Um, if, if someone doesn't agree with you out of the gate, then yeah, that's, that's what you do. You just turn up the, turn up the intensity. And I think maybe what it's illustrated for me, is nothing that any of us didn't really know on some level, prior to that, but maybe it's been highlighted for me and kind of make me understand that we all need to keep that in mind is even if you're not one of those folks and maybe you, you feel like you're pretty reserved with, with how you approach that whole piece with social media, but just in our day-to-day conversations with people and uh, looking to make connections with people and try to influence them, that's not the answer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. If someone's maybe not on the same page with you on something, you're hoping to influence them, again, whether it's in their faith or in any part of their life. I mean, they're not going to care what you say unless they think you care about them. Mm. And, and it doesn't matter how clever you are in what you post or, mm-hmm. or how often you post it or how controversially you word it. Um, it's, it's not going to impact someone and truly make a, a difference and influence them in any way, positively or otherwise, yeah. unless they value who it's coming from and they have mm-hmm. a connection with you. So that's why I've been trying to think about is, is to not fall into that trap because it can be, like I said, it can be on social media. It can be as we start to hopefully kind of emerge a little bit more and more out of COVID and start to get back to some of the normal routines, hopefully, fingers mm-hmm. crossed, over the next few months. I'm going to try to keep that in mind you know, when I'm, when I'm connecting with people. Don't be so tell tell, tell, orient, and tell them what I know that they don't know. Try to make a connection first. That's good. We actually, our message here at church yesterday was very much in that vein, um, talking about kind of what true love is, and that's, you know, it's got to be looking out for the good of the other person, and we follow a Savior who was full of grace and truth, and so easily for us, we're either... uh, 
all love, or all mm-hmm. grace and no truth, and you, yeah. you got to speak the truth in love, but you have to speak the truth and be loving. Mm-hmm. you got to do both. And we're so one side or the other, but man, be more like Jesus. He knew how to do both of them. Yeah. And I'm the one like, oh, I don't want to have confrontation. I want peace. So maybe I won't tell you that hard truth, but mm-hmm. other people will like ram it down your throat. That's right. And we're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. And we're both wrong. And I love the, the idea about social media. Um, I mentioned this a while back to our, our church, uh, Switchfoot. One of my favorite bands has a song off of Meant The Beautiful live. Let Down. Yeah. Mount Rushmore. Meant to Live is so that. good. Oh, the same so album, good, Beautiful yeah. Let Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's that one. A song called Adding to the Noise. Basically, it's like yeah. if we're adding to all the voices and we're just kind of adding like chaos to your life, mm-hmm. turn us off. So, yeah. are we people that are adding right. to that chaos? And, like you said, I love how you said the frequency and the volume. Like, yeah. Take a step back and think about before you post and how That's much right. you post and what you say because there's so much yeah. out there. So I, I love that. That's, that's a great thing. And, and yeah. I, I agree. It's going to be interesting, I think, for sure, for the younger generation. I was talking to somebody the other day. They have a shy kid who's a freshman in high school. And they're like, he was already shy, but now he's going to school two out of five days. Like mm-hmm. He's just more and more yeah. getting into this bubble like how do things start working socially as we get back in yeah and be a little bit of adjustment period right i would to say the least and and yeah i, th- I think again it's not a you know an us and then thing or anything that i don't think that i need to be uh, aware of myself or i don't yeah. need to be put in my own life uh regardless of my social media habits i mean this happens in every part of our life oh yeah and i think that's become now almost like the scapegoat for everything that we talk about in society you know things we need to work on it's like ah, it's social media social media is us <laughs> i mean it's yeah, that's true i mean you can't separate one from the other and and yeah it changes some of the dynamics but i mean when you're talking to somebody on the street or you know i'm coming to see my friend jamie or whatever it is you have those interactions with people and i've done it i know i have in the past I've wanted to tell somebody all the things I know. It's like, yeah, I've been around. I've seen a few things. Let me tell you how this works. And, yeah. I mean, people are human. They, right. they they do not want it. Like you said, they need the truth, and, yeah. and you want to tell truth. You want to be aware of what you're saying and make sure it has value and there's truth behind it. And so, yeah, that's all true. Just got to have the love behind it. And sure. If it's all about you and you're just wanting to show how much you know, you got to check yourself on that. And I know I've had to because yeah. I, I may be right. Maybe true, but it's got to be both, like you said. Right. It's got to be both. It's got to be coming from the right place. And it's got to ultimately be, we heard this yesterday too, ultimately be about what's best for the other person. Yes. Not yep. yourself. Not what you. is best not for them. You. Yeah. And that's not always yeah. easy either. So No. Good stuff. Good stuff. Get, yeah, that was deep, Sam. That was a deep segment <laughs> there, so I, I like that. So let's, we'll uh, bring it back around. We'll talk talk some hoops now. Uh, good time in us getting together. Oh, man. All-star game. Oh my goodness. Was last night. I caught most of it. Uh, so, Team LeBron, 170 <laughs> to 150 uh, was the Pitchers battle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, in so, true all star form, but, but I mean, it was very entertaining, man. Yeah. And I want to just say right off the bat, I mean, I love it as far as the Elam ending. I oh, mean, yeah. I said, I think both of us right back, you know, when they were first talking about doing it last year, being yeah. the first year, love it. Love the concept because. 
I mean, being honest, even somebody who's a total hoophead like me, that was the danger, man. Those all-star games yeah. leading up to it, you're like, oh, man, get to see the three-point contest, yeah. get to see the dunk contest, and the game's going to be crazy. This lineup this year is great. And then you get to the actual game, and, yeah. man, it's snooze fest. I mean, it's, you know, they were way over the top trying to set each other up for dunks. Oh, yeah. Zero defense at all being played. Uh, and it was let down a lot of years. Right. I mean, and that's coming from somebody, it, it hurts me to say that. I'm right. as biased as they come on NBA yeah. ball because the guys who will try to trap me into that, yeah, I don't even watch NBA. I'm all about college game. Everything. No, man, I'm a hoop fan. These are the best will, guys in the world. They're the best in the yeah. world. I watch them every time. And so I, that is not me. I want to put that out there. I'm yeah. a total hoop head. Any yeah. kind of hoops anywhere, I want to watch it. But it was disappointing a lot of years yeah. to see those games get out of hand. You're like, man, I wish you know, kind of see it be a little bit more together. This, I think, while it's not perfect, it kind of brings it together a sure. little bit, having that elam end and kind of keeping a little bit, you know, even though the game, you know, the score-wise, it was definitely dominant because LeBron's GM of the year, oh, in gosh. addition to everything LeBron's else. LeBron's draft. Yeah, yeah his thing. draft was like, forget it. Of course, it didn't help that KD was drafting and was not playing. Like, <laughs> no, that's not even fair. And yeah. he didn't get the first pick. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not even fair. But it, 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 if anything, just highlights how important it is to have something like elam ending built into the game because it was still interesting to me to watch. Yeah. You know, there was still better structure to it because you get the reset. You know, that that piece is important too, doing yeah. the reset on the quarters, I think, and then having the target score at the end, no matter what. I mean, up until the last basket, as crazy as it sounded, in the yeah. back of everyone's mind, they're like, they still I mean, it'd be crazy if they start trying to knock down a three from half court. Yeah. Next thing you know, they string together a couple of baskets. You I never mean, know. the other squad had James yeah. Harden. You don't ever know. <laughs> that's I mean, that's true. You don't ever know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, for, for, I want to say the common person, for people who aren't as crazy about basketball as us, Maybe walk them through. There are people out there like that. I'm sorry. Right. There are people out there like that. I yeah. didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Maybe explain the quarters, <laughs> how they do them, and this yeah. elam ending to people who maybe don't know what that is. Yeah, so, so the key pieces being they you know, put a, a, a charity um, in place for each side, and they're, they're competing each quarter to try to see who wins a quarter, and then a donation's made and, and uh, benefit of the charity for the team uh, that wins that particular quarter. But then... The at the end, the Elamini, if you're not familiar with it, look it up. I will not bore everyone to death with going through the nuances of it. But basically, rather than having it when someone gets up 20 points, the clock's winding down, and pretty much it's a foregone conclusion five minutes out, you know, the game's over. Right. That doesn't happen with the Elam ending because they will instead set a target score. When you run, the clock gets under a certain point, and it can vary according to the format. For the NBA, I can't even remember what the target uh, time was when it gets to that point, the time left, whether it's five minutes or however much it is. This is the fourth quarter. Yeah, they did the entire fourth quarter. 24 to yeah. the – so you go to the target mm-hmm. score. If you if you looked at like uh, some of the tournaments out there, like the basketball tournament, that what a great name tournament. for a ba- for a tournament. Yeah, the basketball the, tournament. The, yeah, you got to do that in uh, large font. Yeah, you know, the basketball tournament. But it, you, they'll do it where they hit a certain point on the clock. The NBA did it with the fourth quarter, and you add to the team that's leading that target score amount, which in this case is twenty four. Kobe. Right. Um, you add that to the uh, current total they have, and that's the target. So whichever team gets to that target uh, score that's set, no matter how much time it takes, that's the winning team. And so it just takes that whole clock piece of running out the clock or playing right. the clock completely out of it. The foul game is taken out of yes, it. Yes, I like that. People like. And for an all-star game, please do not make me watch all-star shoot free throw all oh, day. That's, that's your one wish, and that completely eliminates that. Because yeah. that was the danger. Even with the all-star game, if you found a way to make sure it was competitive somehow at the end, 
you still could get into the foul game. Right. And in an all-star game, you just don't want to see that. Yeah. So perfect fit. The Elam ending, again, if you haven't seen it, you're not as big of a hoop head as we are, look it up. It's yeah. a really neat concept for anything like an all-star game or a charity game or right. non-playoffs NBA, college, March Madness. Sure. Th- those games, I think the clock needs to stay. But for alternate formats like this, yeah. great concept. I saw somebody say it'd be good for the NIT to try it out. Yeah. Why not? Yes, why not? Why not? Absolutely. Who's the 69th best team now, yeah. I guess? Go for it. Being honest, I would be more likely to watch an NIT game uh, if I had the choice. Sure. If if the Elam Indians in effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was your favorite lineup you saw out there last night? Do you remember any of the five that I mean, the, stood out to you? <laughs> The starting line of it, I think, who was it? Was it Dockage? They had the reaction. It was like uh, telling him who the starting lineup was. He's like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that starting lineup for LeBron's team, that's insanity, man. I mean, you know, who who's your um, your fifth option on that? You know, who who's the guy who's not a go-to on that? Is it Jokic? I guess I mean, Jokic. I mean, is I mean, and that's top all, five MVP. That's embarrassing. Right yeah, the guy that's top five in, you know, in the NBA in the MVP yeah. uh, voting. To think that they're the fifth option on your team—that's crazy. Stop it! Yeah, stop it, man. I tweeted out last night. I just—I think it was even. I'm not even. To be honest, I'm not even sure LeBron was in the game. But I was thinking first half. I think he was. Yeah. Chris Paul, okay. Dame, Steph, LeBron, and Giannis. Oh my gosh! So you've got Chris Paul just dribbling around, throwing the ball to Dame and Giannis, and LeBron's kind of doing the same thing. Not not it'll be. Dame and Steph, and Giannis is just getting every rebound and dunking it because he was 16 for 16 in the game. It's, it's, he banked in a three, but he didn't miss a shot. <laughs> so the guys who were hitting half-court shots didn't even win MVP because Giannis did because, I mean, 16 for 16, wherever you are, You're winning the nobody's MVP, guarding period. you to shoot layups. That's pretty yeah. good. So, yeah. But I just thought that combination, Steph and Dame out there, and Paul's going around, and LeBron does everything, and Giannis – yeah. In the, and in and what does that say about the league, man, and how the talent is developed, that you could even have those three and then be that lethal combination. But with the three ball being what it is and the, oh, and yeah. the way they've elevated that, yeah, that's lethal. And with Chris Paul setting the table, I mean, come on. I mean, whoever you put out there, yeah. you know, it's, you know, lo- local legend there. That's you know, Winston-Salem's own. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the shooters now uh, and shooters being a broader term than it used to be because that used sure. to mean – that 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 was a guard as a one as a two potentially sometimes you're three now no I mean Jokic look come on dead eye he's dead eye shooter man. yeah and that is how the game has evolved and as as you've seen those shooters change the game over the, the last several years from you know going back I mean you know Bird definitely could shoot the ball yeah but <clears throat> it started to change when when Reggie Miller came along you had a few guys out there like you know Kerr and uh, Paxson could shoot the rock, you know, uh, Thunder Dan from Phoenix. Thunder Dan Marley. Yeah, Thunder Dan, man. But yeah. if you looked at all Dale those guys. Ellis, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Dale Ellis. Yeah, and, and then, you know, it's, as it progressed even a little further, Dale Curry came along. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what that was the predecessor for. DC but, for three. Yeah, That's DC right. for three, man. But as you saw those guys, the the difference was then they're, they're camped out on the line. Oh, and yeah. People are setting the table for them. Now you've got guys that can create shots in ways that you never imagined being a good three-point shot. It just, I mean, yeah. it's unimaginable now, some of the shots that are taken that are good quality shots. Right. Step back, on the move. Cur- curling off screens are not even anywhere near square to the basket. Right. Those are good shots for these guys now. And the range, forget about it. I mean, that's what everybody's talking about now. But 
it's that combination of all that. It's not just the range. I mean, yeah, it's impressive when you see Dave yeah. and Steph pulling up from half court in form like it's nothing. That's what everybody's yeah. talking about. But looking at in a game, a competitive game, how they're getting those shots, it's incredible. And as that's evolved and big guys are doing that now oh, too, yeah. come on. And Bede hit that step back three the other day to tie the game. Yeah. He's 7-3. Seven, 7-3. Three. Seven, three. Can you imagine in back in the day – if you got somebody like uh, Sean Bradley, oh, Manute Bowl, kids uh, going to Google, and you want to Google Manute Bowl, <laughs> he got he had that that run where he hit a few threes. But did, yeah, it yeah. was ugly. It was yeah, <laughs> not a not a work of art to, to be sure. But yeah, but yeah, if you had told someone at that time that there would be guys that are seven three that could handle the ball a little bit and hit step back threes, <laughs> I mean, like in a video game, maybe even not yeah. not in the NBA court. It, I mean, the reality has shifted, and it's it's amazing to see that transformation because the game does not resemble what it looked like, you know, 10, 20, definitely 30 years ago. It doesn't look like it at all. I mean, and when when I, I was coming up, like, get out of the corner. Do uh, not ever go to the corner for any reason ever. Now it's yeah. like that is the best shot in it's basketball. Yeah, Steph, you know, if you give Steph the choice uh, and mathematically, which is more efficient, you shoot in a corner three or a wide-open, uncontested layup, it's the corner they three. They do it all the time. They all throw the away time. fast from the Absolutely. layup for the three. That got you benched yes. real quick back in the day, man. If you if you rewind back 20 years ago, even at any level, all the way yeah. on the pros, that's a bad that's a bad shot. You, you make that choice as a point guard, and you kick it out, you, you give up the layup and kick it to somebody in the three first. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. To the bench you go. If they make it during the timeout, you You're see the coach over there with his face red and the clipboard's going and, you know, ties are being loose. On and a made thing. Yeah, shot. on a made shot. That was on a made shot. Yeah. So if you missed it, bench time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick. Yeah, I, I saw it. Maybe it was a couple years back that the Steph Curry left corner to three – was the mm-hmm. most efficient shot in basketball. Yeah. More efficient than LeBron James dunking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, you know someone sits down and you do the math and say, okay, if you shoot X percentage, it's three points. For, yeah, I know mathematically that it can make sense, but it is really hard for me to believe that the game's actually a oh, yeah. way. For that reason, you've just seen over the years that that was ingrained in basketball players coming up. Your coach coaches would never tolerate that. And yeah. now – you get those reactions from, uh, you know, I think of the one, the Steve Kerr, when uh, Steph did the whole dribbling display. Oh, yeah. Three guys are all over him, and he backs up and just, you know, flings one going <laughs> backwards from three. And he's got his hands in the air like, what are you doing? You And then pauses when it goes in. It's like, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and yet, what can you do yeah. but laugh? And, and that, I think, is a microcosm right there. That's coaches of this generation learning right. these guys are a different level than when you were playing. And Steve sure. being a former player and a great, great. Uh, an all-timer uh, as a shooter, right. you just have to learn that the game has moved on. It's That's changed, man. Crazy, crazy. Well, uh, speaking of ball, we've been there for a little bit. we got to talk about the Hornets. Yes. Because I think they are relevant again. Thank you. Right now in the East, it's like, your fourth or your tenth, but like you're real close to each other, so they're somewhere in that that mix. But relevant, um, relevant is the word. Lamelo Ball <laughs> has knew? brought it. He has brought it, man. I was and I wasn't sure about it, but he I, has brought it. I wasn't it. sure, man. And, and yeah, we're. I mean, as a Hornets fan, uh, if you're a long suffering Hornets fan, long I mean, suffering. I mean, we're we're what nineteen years, I think, removed from a playoff win. 
Come on. I went it's, it's, to when they played, the Bobcats played Dwight Howard and the Magic, <laughs> and that was so sad. He got was, reeled. That was Lance so led the slaughter, man. That was yeah. that was a that was a tough team that matched yeah. up again. But yeah, it it's been a long time since we've really had any, you know, sustained relevance. And and even yeah. for people who just, you know, we're looking at everything through purple glasses and, you know, purple and teal and we you know, we want to believe every year that this is going to be the year we'll kind of take that next step and add that piece. I, I think it was big for him with LaMelo coming through oh, yeah. like he has and being able to adjust to the pro game like he has. That, I think, has created a little fundamental difference than what we've had. Now, I mean, we've had talent in the past. We've had a lot of talent yes. in the past. But I think the difference is now is some of the timing of it, with some of the youth and their talent and their upside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go all the way down the line and we can talk about each guy, but – you know, just to, for example, you look at somebody paired with a Lamelo Ball like Miles Bridges. Oh and man, the upside he's got. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. So yeah. the question then becomes: You've got those that group together, and you got some young talent there, and you got a guy who clearly, I mean, he gets it. The passing yes. and setting the table and setting the tone for the game. I mean, he gets it. Do we need that one more piece to take the next step? And I still say yeah. yes, man. As excited as I am for him, yeah. I still say yes. So what's your take, man? I I think we're Lamelo is is the future and probably the present. Yeah. Uh, so and I think everybody else. Rozier's been playing great. Hayward mm-hmm. may be a bit overpaid, but it's what the Hornets had to do. He's been he's, great. He's delivering. He's earning his paycheck. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Okay. You can't complain. Uh, right. But PJ's pretty solid. Cody's dollar's been pretty good. <laughs> Nobody. The rotation is solid, but nobody's like man. They're untouchable. I yeah. don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if a center's the – defensively maybe we need a center. Offensively I'm not so sure we do. I, I'm torn to where this year we're, we're pretty good, but is it worth it to mortgage any future yeah. to potentially maybe right. win one series? Is it worth it? Right. I, I don't know. Right, because that, that's the whole trap right there, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you want to you, you chase somebody like an Oladipo or Drummond or somebody like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I'm all for yeah. adding that piece because I do feel like we're that to, to really contend. I mean, we're a piece away. I think that I think you can get pretty universal agreement on that, even from yeah. diehard uh, Hornets fans. We're right. competitive now. We're in the mix. We're relevant to yes. use your. But are we contending? No, I, I don't think we're there yet. Can we get there with just developing the talent and the youth? You know, remains to be seen. Anything's possible, but I think we're a piece away. So if we are, like you said, and we chase that now, if we're having to mortgage any of those pieces, I don't see it, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Agree. Now, if you ask me if some of the pieces involve guys like Zeller, as much as I love him, and he's a yeah. Carolina guy, and I mean, I, lo- I love it. Anytime in the pro- – I'm, I'm, I'm crazy and old-fashioned that way. I love yeah. it. Any guy played uh, his college ball in the state you know, and can play pro balls, I, I love it, man. It's right. good for the fans and good for the players. Yeah. I, I love it. But is he a piece? Maybe I can see us moving. Sure. Get guy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, he's a free agent. I, I can see that happening. I can see other guys we could go down the roster. I can see that happening. But that core youth talent group that we have there that's come together the last couple of years with LaMelo being at the top of the list, Yeah. do not let go of that, I say. Because I, I, right. I'm with you. I think you, you win a playoff series if you do that. And then – in today's NBA, you probably don't hold that together for a long time. Yeah. And you end up doing just that, mortgaging your future to get a playoff series win, or possibly two, and that's it. Right. Instead of building off this 
you know, nucleus we've got of just really, I think, exciting young talent. I mean, we've got some good players right yeah. now oh, with, yeah. with a lot of a lot of basketball to play and a lot of growth. Can can Lamelo is he the type of player that can uh, convince free agents to come to Charlotte? That's a really good question because you know can you can you put all that on one player no matter what level he plays at? Because yeah. I mean you know we've had some some pretty uh, amazing talent in Charlotte and, right. and and it's a different market. I mean yes, it, it's always going to be in that vein of uh, you know uh, Indiana, you know the Pacers, yeah. that kind of right. market. Uh, uh, maybe you could say like a Sacramento, but there's uh, other uh, other teams and other markets where I think no matter what talent you plug in there, it's really hard to say Minnesota being a good example. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You put that. I mean, maybe LeBron goes to Minnesota. Yeah, maybe you get that done. <laughs> there, There's you uh, uh, a little thought exercise. You if want, LeBron goes to Minnesota next yeah. year to go to the finals. <laughs> yeah, do that? Yeah. That's probably the one guy you could think, well, listen, maybe. Listen, there's two, there's two guys I'm never going to bet against on that. Yeah. Two, two only. Okay. And that would be LeBron James. All right. All right. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady. Bet, they go anywhere, I'm not betting against them. Tom Brady it's has a me. better chance of uh, <laughs> going to the Super Bowl than LeBron does of hitting a shot. <laughs> it's well over 50%. So. That's yeah. funny. So, I love it. Okay. Uh, three, I'm going to give you three trivia questions uh, here, oh, I think, what? here as we move into another segment. Trivia? Now, I, hmm, I did write a couple of these. These aren't even trivia. Okay, it's not even trivia. It's and or Type stuff. So really, okay. the first okay. one I'm just going to give you the softball uh, here, and then we're going to go uh, multiple choice because we did talk about we're not like super duper prepared. We just wanted to go off the cuff. So oh yeah, uh, first yeah. one. This is just there is no right answer, wrong answer with this. Okay. Um, favorite Hornets player all time. Oh oh, favorite of all time. Favorite Hornets player. That's back to what '89, I think, is yeah. how far back we're going. I remember it well. Freshman freshman year of high school. Ooh, just dated myself there a little bit, but yeah, yeah, we were super excited, man. Oh yeah, God, the team came out. We we're just like Charlotte's got a basketball team. We we're so excited, but yeah. I mean, part of it is probably affected just a little bit with the benefit of hindsight and, yeah. and seeing how everything's happened uh, with his family <laughs> but and and seeing also what a classy guy he's been for a lot of years but man Dale Curry man I would be oh, a guy yeah. who loved chucking the three even back before that was as cool as it is now right. you know and, you know kind of was like what are you doing man yeah. it's, uh, you know I, I watched Dale Curry shoot the ball and it was just stunning to me. I was like, yeah. man, are you kidding me? This guy is so smooth right. with it. I mean, you put him up to me. I mean, you go back and look at it. If he's in a different market, I mean, I yeah. think this guy's a much bigger name. Sure. I mean, he's going to be more along the lines of like a Ray Allen or someone than than, than where he's remembered now by the casual right. NBA fan. But he was so good, man. That shot was pure. Yes. I would put him up against anybody in his time. But So I had a little bit of a kinship to him, but I – you know, man, Gonzo back in the day, Alonzo Morning. Oh, oh man, my goodness, dude, yeah. he was so dominant, man. He was, he was him and him and LJ. Yeah, LJ at the same time, Grandmama. Grandmama. <laughs> yeah, that that was a. I mean, that's you know really a, an answer you know of, of, of a two two person okay. kind of combo there, but you know those guys for sure. That was I think one of the most exciting times with with uh, we had uh, uh, Muggsy running the point. Yes. Um, and, and again, if if Muggsy is going too bad for too far back for you to remember, yeah. uh, hop on the interwebs and yes. look him up because this guy will blow your mind. He's like our height, and he was killing it yes. in the NBA, absolutely killing it. Uh, handles for miles and a heart as big as 
all get out, man. This guy yes. balled out 100 miles an hour every game. And so that team was super exciting. And, and Alonzo, you know, I really like coming out mm. of Georgetown. I just liked his, his game and his style. Yeah. So he was an all-time favorite for me as, as well. But, yeah, you can't get wrong. The old Coliseum is just amazing, too. You took the words out yeah. of my mouth. When they, when they played there, yeah. man, if you got to see a game there, it was exciting. Then, yes. Man. I mean, it was true. I mean, the fan level intensity was through the roof then. Yes. I think they set a record for like consecutive sellouts. Yeah, at and that it was time. like 23,000. This is a big it was, arena. Yes. This is not some small, quaint little arena. Yeah. It was a big arena, and they sold out for years yes. there. And it, the the buzz was in town then. <laughs> it was. Buzz may be back now, but the buzz was heavy it was awesome. then, man. They, they were into it. Yeah. Fans were into it. And the, that, that team was super excited. I think that was where we peaked out. And oh, where yeah. we want to get back to is that level Most of excitement. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, okay, so that was kind of easy. These other two are kind of like either ors. Uh, one's just like because I had to think of something. The other one I think may be decent. Okay. Um, so the your pick of old school hip hop or the hop step. <laughs> old, <laughs> old school hip hop. Or the hop step? Uh, between the two? Between the two. Oh, old school hip hop, man. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Who's the go to? Yeah. Give me a couple of go to's from old school hip hop. Oh, Sugar Hill Game, man. Come okay. on, man. Right. And and um, I, I, mean, I think the game changer from back then was LL Cool J, man. Okay. Old school. Pff, come on, dude. When that came out, I mean, yeah. that was, it was a whole different thing. Yeah. It was like it was a little bit, you know, Oh, that's in the fringe. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, you go to school, you talk to someone. Yeah, yeah, I heard this. Listen to this, man. This is this is different. When he came out, man, yeah. it was like bam everywhere. Everybody stood up and you know took attention. I think he was a huge game changer, man. You know, Mama said knock okay. you out. Yeah. The whole, uh, that, that was that was a different time once he came okay. on the scene. So so yeah, man. Old school okay, hip-hop. old school hip hop. Yeah. Hop steps not much in our game. We're back on the three point line anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Okay. Other one, I think this is going to be easy, but um, the three pointer or the pointer sisters. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> jump for my love. Wow, my mind is blown now. <laughs> I was I was stretched. I couldn't even think of another one. I That's mean, how bad these questions were. <laughs> I, I mean, I was just wondering when you said three pointer first, like what you could possibly put there that would even contend for yeah. me here. Because you, you see, you see, there's uh, nothing you know, that compares. Yeah, to three yeah, point yeah. Shot, I mean, right? Yeah, I take three point shots. You know, you know yeah. in my mind uh, all day long. So, right. but uh, yeah, three point shot all all day long. So just just kind of winding down a little bit, but just thinking about basketball yeah. in the sense of connection with other things, and, and my first thought was thinking about the, the kind of the theme of the podcast. Basketball is tied with music, with culture. Yeah. Like, I'm a kid who would go to school. I would love – my mom was a teacher. On teacher work days, I would go. I would take my boom box. I would yeah. take my collection of CDs, and I would just be in the gym all day shooting hoops mm-hmm. and playing music. It's like they yeah. went – together yeah. but pick up games somebody always had the radio and we've been at the Y with yeah, yeah. pre-COVID it's been a bit but and they're playing songs and I'm like saying I don't know what what this is <laughs> this is new hip hop I'm like I have no clue but what what do you think is that that connection yeah. between yeah. basketball I think particularly above all sports and music hip hop it's not just that just kind of culture it's like maybe it goes back to LL Cool J um, Spike Lee back in the day yeah. that type of thing what, what is that 
connection. So I mean, I, I think that's it. It, it. it is. It's just that it's connection. I mean, I think that's basketball is you know for for me and I know for you. I mean, it is a game that, that I, I mean I enjoy it and I'll, I'll shoot by myself. Like, right. like you said, I mean that's no problem. That used to be like the thing uh, at my house. I would always go out the door, say, you know, with this, you know, got in from school or on the weekend or whatever it was. I'd head out the door, yelling back over my shoulder, going to shoot a few, and that would mean I was going out the garage and just pounding out shots on, the, you know, on the backboard. So I love the game, but what keeps you in it is those connections with people, and it and it's it's about the people. It's about you know, you know, sharing stories and having a good time and listening to your favorite music and catching up with people. And it, it it's it's bigger than than a sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely based in the game of basketball, but that's not what basketball is about. You know, basketball right. is is the influence on people and, and you know, it's a part of our life. I mean, it you know it was um, our go to you know pastime. That was what we did was listen to music and play basketball. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think I think about one of the most recent times I got to play basketball pre-COVID, you know, that's what we were doing. We were listening to music, and I remember, you know, some of the selections, not right in my wheelhouse, but we were talking about that, and we were laughing about, you know, hey, you, you should be listening to this. Oh, no, you, you, this is great, you know, this, I'm like, I don't know, you can let me listen to this all day long, I don't think this is going to be my jam, Right. but that was the whole thing, is that that's the connection, it's, it's not about going out and playing, seeing who, you know, wins the most games, or you know, who hits uh, the most shots. It's right. not what it's about. It's about that connection, having a good time and enjoying each other, hearing what's going on in other people's lives. Um, you know, yeah, throwing up a few bad shots too. Right. Uh, that, that's all part of the Maybe mix, a little banter, a little healthy banter little, every little now bit and of, again. Some yes. people talk more than others. but Just uh, guilty as charged. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, all, all that's uh, part of the mix. But, yeah, I think that's how music ties in, into that is it's because it, it's not about, you know, the game. Uh, the reason we, you know, music's kind of personal, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. And so when you're sharing something about your life and talking to someone or if you're, you know, telling somebody about a song you like, I mean, it's a, it's a personal connection. That's that's really what that's all about. And, uh, you know, that's that's what ballers, I think, understand about each other is, that if you if you play ball with someone for a little while, you you know them a lot better than some people. I think work with someone or spend a lot of time around them, and they don't really know them. They spend time in the same space, but there's not really a connection. But when you're playing ball with someone, you're you're having to follow rules together. You're having to call each other's fouls, and you're having to settle arguments, and you're having to you know interact with each other on you know kind of a, a close level. It's, yeah. it's not something in passing. I mean, it's something that's very engaged and active. And you're listening to music together, and you're talking about it, and you're commenting on it. You're talking trash to each other, but then, you know, kind of let them know, hey, yeah, I'm just talking to you, you know, trash. Right. And that, all those different interactions, it, it's, it, as a group, all that together, as, as kind of accumulation, all that, it, it means a lot, man. I mean, you, you definitely form bonds that, you know, last your entire life mm-hmm. from playing a game of basketball. And sometimes that's what's amazing. It's, it's with almost no interaction outside of, of pickup lines. That's, yeah. that's your interaction, at least the, the beginnings yeah. of it. And I can name you person after person that, that that was the foundation of our relationship. It's lasted for years and years, and we're close. Right. Yeah. But it all started from the game of basketball. So I, I think that's you know, that's what I see, man. That's, it's whether it's music or any of those things that we just named over, all that, all your whole life is kind of pulled together there in those pickup games playing basketball. Yeah, I think that's for sure true and kind of to end up just want to talk about a little aspect of that and you were all all over it there but just 
maybe basketball and mentorship and in particular like we share a really tough tough memory of um, Mark Linderman a guy we played ball with a lot like the local youth pastor passed away on the court we yeah. were there yeah like we saw it happen devastating time um, so tough yeah too young uh, yeah and I think it was yesterday three years since he was. was laid to rest um, so love playing ball with Mark way better shooter than me for sure he could <laughs> light it up and quick trigger Man. for sure but yeah. great great player um, really just hate so much what happened um, but I think through that um, we got closer mm-hmm. and I think my eyes were open to the fact that compared to most of the guys we would play ball with we're a good bit older than them I'm glad that they still allow us to play with them. And uh, even recently had somebody reach out and ask me to come play. And I was like, I appreciate you asking the old guy because y'all could run circles around me. Uh, But mentorship, just like that bond. And uh, how have you seen that maybe even go maybe beyond friendship to seeing you, myself, the older guys there be able to kind of pour into the lives of the younger guys who who are there? Uh, yeah, Jamie, that's a lot, man. Um, you know, first of all, you're, you're 100% right. That was absolutely devastating with, with Mark. I mean, just a, such a genuine and good dude. I mean, as, yeah. as genuine and honest and loving of a person as you're ever going to come across. Mm-hmm. It was all 100% real with him. Now, he wanted to play hard. Yes. I mean, he absolutely was going to check you hard. Uh, but he loved you, and you knew it, man. I mean, once you once you bond with Mark, I mean, uh, he, you're one of his guys, and um, I miss him so much, man. It was it was a lot to, to process, and, uh, you know, you can, you can reason your way through it and rationalize your way through it about how to, you know, to deal with a loss like that, but you know, there's nothing anybody can say or any words are going to make that, you know, not sting. That, that right. would hurt a lot. But I, I saw um, in that, in his passing, the impact that that had on a lot of people. Um, it's it's interesting how that works, man. I mean, there's a lot of cliches you could probably try to throw at that to, to do it justice and you're going to fall short. But I if I had to take a stab at it, and I had no idea we're going to talk about this today, so um, this is just kind of from the heart. Mm. I saw in that loss how much someone can influence people. And I would say young people, but not just young people, people. Um, Because you could see it in the eyes of a lot of people how much that hurt and what kind of connection he had made in this community and what kind of difference he made in kids' lives. So I think it was a lesson, sure, to, to some younger people who maybe not been through a loss uh, like that and realize how, how real that is and yeah. how you better appreciate every single day and use it the right way you sure. know, and, and, and not take it for granted. Yeah, that, that's kind of the obvious, but I think it's for everybody around Mark. It made us realize you know, how powerful that is, those connections that somebody can make if you approach your, your life that way. And you know, uh, like I said before, I mean, Mark wasn't going around, I, he was a youth pastor. I didn't hear him going around doing a lot of, you know, wagging his finger. And this is so crazy that it's kind of tying back. Maybe you did this by design. I don't know. No, but, definitely not. You know, we were talking about <laughs> how, uh, you know, I, I said that to you earlier 
that that's something I feel like I'm being taught lately and reminded of is you, you can't do a lot of this finger wagging and telling all the time. It wasn't Mark's style at all, man. Mm-hmm. When he was talking to you, by the time he talked to you about anything on a deeper level, there was a real connection there. Mark, yes. met, he met you where you were, and he talked to you like somebody uh, and not like somebody that he wanted to talk to. Uh, and that's uh, that's different. And he was he was one of those guys that knew exactly how to do that and how to impact people. And I had a lot of conversations after his passing with people and realized, wow, you know, I mean, I don't see how I had enough time. I mean, he left this earth way too early, and it seemed like everywhere I turned there was somebody that that had really deeply affected. So, you know, what what an example for any of us to try to live up to is to have that kind of connection and that kind of impact on people like Mark did. Uh, so, uh, miss you, Brother Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the anniversary, you're exactly right, was, uh, was yesterday, and that's uh, it's kind of crazy in a way that it's uh, – already been three years wow unbelievable <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. that's shocking it feels like that was uh, maybe just last year but um, uh, we miss mark every day and uh, we hope I, I hope that uh, that's been a little bit of an inspiration to some people about how how to do things the right way and an mm-hmm. example that we can look back to and say yeah if i'm thinking about you know the right way to go about my life and help other people that's not a bad way to do it the way mark lindeman did it so. that's right and I thought it was uh, very telling, touching, real that, you know, soon after he passed, like, we've, I love the why, I'm going to put that out there, I love the why, we've had issues with like, man, we want to play ball at the gym, right? And that's, <laughs> that, that'll never end, that will never end, yeah. ballers want to play ball, like, so that's like, yeah. we need more basketball time, but that day, or soon after, like, they let us have that time, and yeah. people just showed they did. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, many of them, like, I'm not going to miss a time where, like, we played ball really in for Mark. Yeah. For Mark. Like, we wanted to play it, and it was – I remember being on the first run, uh, and just – there was a weight there, but, like, it was the right thing to do. And yeah, people, people wanted to come, pay their respects to him, yeah. and the way they knew how to do that was to lace up their basketball shoes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, and, and his anniversary, you know, him passing came up. I was thinking about that, you know, too. We haven't talked about it, uh, you know, prior to this, you know. Right, and, we have you know, not. But I was just thinking about that, about um, how, like you said, I mean, it, it was the right thing to do. That was, it was so helpful, I think, for me and for everybody that uh, got to play. And what we're, we're talking about is that we got to play soon after um, Mark's passing, and there had been some issues with access to being able to play in in the gym. Uh, you know, for the record, basketball gyms are not to be used just for Zumba class and for pickleball. But hey, that's another story for another time. <laughs> hey, as a white board member, I get it. Yes, but yes. The why is so awesome? We need more room, and it's coming. Yes, so that's right, and yes. it's coming, and that's the positive. And it, you know, in everything, I try to you know look at what the positive is, and that is the positive. But to your point. You know, when we got back together, we were able to do that, and that's thanks to the why as well. Yes. You know, uh, being able to, to have that time. It really was amazing, you know, how, like you talked about with basketball, that, you know, it seems to go hand in hand with music, seems to go hand in hand with, you know, a lot of things other than just the game itself. It was amazing to see how much better I think people felt 
Yes. Um, not that it made the pain of you know, losing somebody as close to you go away. I mean, you kidding me? You can't play a basketball game and that that be better. Right. But having that you know, reminder, that connection we have with everybody, and maybe a little bit deeper appreciation of it, and realizing how special it, it was. It was really something. Oh, I can live a thousand years, and I never forget how that felt. That first run, like you're talking about, we started running, and it's like somehow some weight was lifted from mm-hmm. that, and I felt like. Things are not okay in a way, yes. but they're going to be okay. We're, we're going to be okay. We've got each other, and this is tough. It's, it's not anything that we're going to do on basketball court or anywhere else that's right. going to make that better. And uh, his family is still in my thoughts and prayers every day. Um, but that connection we have with people through the game of basketball, it, it's a powerful thing. So yeah. it doesn't matter what your thing is. I think that's that's my takeaway from all this is uh, it doesn't have to be basketball. Not everybody, you know, is uh, hoop heads, official right. bona fide, right. dyed in wool hoop heads like we are. But whatever it is, you know, find those connections and, uh, you know, find a way to connect with people uh, and and have a way to, to be brought together on a regular basis. You, know, you can do that through your church. You can do that with people you work with. You can do that with your friends and family. But I think it's it's special when you can find something like that you identify with people on, and it's not just a connection through you know checking in on them with you know social media. It's something that you can actually get you know face to face. Hopefully, much more of as we uh, uh, get uh, COVID in the rearview mirror and start to get back to a little bit something more approaching normality. Um, but I think that's an important thing to try to do with your life is to work that in. Find those things you connect with people on and something that keeps you uh, woven together, you know, where you're, you're tied together and you're always seeing uh, how that person's doing. Mm-hmm. Again, not just from a post. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the post. You know, ah, <laughs> actually, ah. you know, see them at live and in, in the flesh and, and have those connections renewed. And so, yes, yeah, so you got pretty deep on me man now i'm starting to get the picture starting to come together you weren't kidding that you 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 named it the deep three on purpose i i did yeah. not think about it going that deep but uh, uh I, I appreciate you you know kind of sharing that with me that's yeah. Yeah. it's helpful case in point i was just talking about this it, it's one more step in me kind of you know working through that and, sure. and dealing with uh, losing somebody who was dear to all of us so, that's right yeah thank you man yeah well, we're made i believe that we're made for community yeah. We're made to be together. We're made to do life together. That's a massive part of our church and my faith. And you know, maybe that is for some people is basketball. That's that's what so, it is. Yeah. Whatever it may be, CrossFit's like that. It's a yeah. massive community. community. I mean, churches like that. But mm-hmm. we're made in God's image. God has mm-hmm. community amongst Himself, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. So that's, right. that's how we're designed. So uh, I'm glad to be a part of a basketball community that I hope can get back together in person yes. uh, soon. So um, we'll wrap up on on a light note. Okay. Uh, we're getting almost to an hour. We, I feel like we could talk for days. Um, deep three, I'm just hitting you. you. Sam just has no clue what's coming. I do not. All right. <laughs> uh, three, give me three songs, albums, artists, oh, whatever it be, that oh are gosh. on your playlist right now. Oh, playlist right now? Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. Um, wow. Um so I've been working so much, I, I you know, I forgot there's such a thing as music and actually uh, listening <laughs> to people. Now, some people are kind of on my radar right now. Um, this is, you know, not not new, and it, it's just somebody I was kind of going back to some of their their albums from a few years ago and realized, like, man, they were they were really good. But uh, Queens of the Stone Age, okay, that's some wow. good man. They were, uh, songs for the deaf and, and yeah. some of those albums, um, man. Um, Re- really good. I mean, okay. the, yeah, the the 
they're not, you know, kind of friendly for mass consumption, you know, for everybody. Yeah. But if you're a fan of music, you know, like I am, just the, you know, skill level, I think, sometimes kind of gets pushed to the side. And oh, it's yeah. Like there's a lot of packaging and, and sure. image. Sure. And I think, you know, sometimes if you're a true, if, if you're a music fan, if you really love music, it's not even so much about the genre being exactly like kind of my favorite thing, but you recognize good yes. quality. Uh, that group, I mean, okay. if you hadn't listened to them, I mean, you talk about guys that actually can play, I mean, okay. they can play a little bit. And Josh Holm got pipes for days, yes. man. Uh, and then I think, um, especially in some of the older albums, uh, from guy from uh, Screaming Trees, uh, Mark Lanigan. Okay. Uh, he's on it. And I, I did not know that. Gravelliest voice you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, some Screaming Trees. Okay. Yeah. I did so not he, know so that. he did some some stuff with Queen. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Uh, Dave check, Grohl. Check, check those guys out. Dave Grohl. Yeah. Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, yeah, you talk about, you know, with his, I mean, obviously he's, you know, an all timer yeah. uh, on uh, drums. But, um, yeah, really interesting group and one that, I, you know, I'd kind of, I, I was aware of them, and I knew a couple of the big hits that they had. Uh, no one knows, and, and that was that was kind of a, a raise there for a little while. But then that kind of got off my radar, okay. and I just rediscovered them recently. So that that's one I would say. Uh, let's see who else. Um, so to show you how random my, my music choices are, um, the Dead South man. So this is kind of they're out of Canada. Uh, they're called the Dead the South. Dead South from Canada. They're from Canada. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> And, and and what do you, I mean, if you check them out, man, what do you see the, the get up? They got the full, the, it's kind of this uh, kind of gritty, in a sense, bluegrass Americana. But I mean, that if you hear that, you're going to be like, what? You got to hear it. it they, okay. They've got so much like kind of a rock uh, and, and, and kind of uh, grit to them. And, and it's smart and kind of like modern. Okay. That it is not anything that I've ever heard that's in that vein of like bluegrass Americana. Okay. Very good, very interesting. Um, we almost put you in the mind of, I mean, you heard the, um, the Oh Brother Wire out there, soundtrack oh, yeah. and everything. There was a couple of tracks on there that that um, kind of got some popularity, you know, Man of Constant Sorrow and stuff yeah. like that. Kind of take that, put a rock edge to it, maybe if like Dave and some of the guys from Queens and Stone Age came in and kind of okay. amped them up a little okay. bit. And you start to get wow. some picture of what Dead South would be. So that's yeah, what I'm playing yeah. on the way home. I can tell yeah, you. That yeah, right look now. up some Dead South just okay. to start playing some random ones. So, so yeah. Um, beyond that, I you know I don't know. I, I always you know uh, I got my Barry Manilow tapes. You know, pull it out, <laughs> and jam out of some Barry. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I was listening actually to um, uh, the podcast you turned me on to, uh, uh, the Great Song Podcast. I think that's it. With uh, I think I'm calling it the right thing. Um, Yes, I think that's right. Yes, this I'm thinking of the jingle podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, and they had Dave Barnes on there. Oh, they were talking about some of the great '90s uh, albums yeah. uh, back in the day, and so they were doing, I think, Stone Temple Pilots, like Interstate Love Song. Ooh. So um, just because of that, just happened because yeah. I, you know, I listened to SDP and the whole you know scene that was yeah. out then, and they actually had an interesting argument about whether or not they were grunge or if they were. I was like. I thought that was a given, but when yeah. I heard them debate it, I was like, well, I'm okay. I can kind of see where you're coming from. Sure. But, but yeah, that that uh, era, you know, I, that's, you know, long ways in the rear view. But because of that podcast, it just pulled out of the Purple album, just kind of yeah. thumbs through some of those songs. If you haven't heard the Purple album okay. from Stone Temple Pilots, pretty amazing. That's I mean, tough. yeah, they're pretty good. And they do a good job, too. Recommend, you know, again, pitch on that podcast, um, the Great Song Podcast. 
a lot of good messages in it. Super heavy on the music nerd level. Yes, very nerdy. So prepare yourself. Uh, you're going to hear, especially if you're only half paying attention, they'll start riffing on how some song structures are put together. And unless you're a serious, serious music head, they're going to blow your mind. Because, yes. I mean, I have no idea what they're talking about. And I thought I knew a little bit. <laughs> no. No. Um, so that being said, you still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. yeah they're it, funny. Even if you don't know the first thing, you can't read the yeah. first note of music, you're still going to enjoy it because it, yeah. it's super fun. But, uh, yeah, they, they tore down some of the uh, structure of how that song's put together. Blew my mind. So, I haven't so, heard yeah. that one. I'll have to check that one check out. Check it out. It's very interesting. And so, yeah, Purple from Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Not a bad uh, thing to pull out of the old archives if you're looking for something to listen okay. to. That sounds good. Sam, we've been talking for an hour and four minutes. Can you Stop believe it? it? It seems like mere seconds. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been good, good catching up, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it out there as much as as we have. It's been a while, so hopefully we'll get back to some normalcy for everyone, including us basketball junkies. Yes. While we still have some, some gas left in our basketball tanks. That's right. <laughs> I feel like I've wasted <laughs> one of the last Hurry years up. I may have had. Father but. time is sneaking up behind me. It's tapping on my shoulder, man. So hurry up. Open up the courts. <laughs> no, I hope everyone stays safe. And, and, and yeah, we definitely want to, you know, not get ahead of ourselves and, and right. uh, make sure that we're taking care of our friends and our family by, by doing the right thing on that. But, yeah, man, can't can't come too soon. As soon as we right. get back out and hoop again, uh, I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Sam, thanks again for coming. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening to – Episode three of the Deep Three podcast. Episode three. Episode three. That's right. And so we'll be Part back three. soon. Uh, I don't even know who's coming next. You just just be ready. You never know who it might be. Check but it thank out. Thank you guys for being here today, and we'll talk at you soon. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Sam. <laughs>